We're live. Welcome back to another episode on the Coffee with Craner Show. I'm your host, Lyndon Crane today. Today, joined by John Fairley. He is the Vice President of College Communications and Community Relations at St. Clair College. He's the host of Face to Face. It's an interview program that's from Windsor and it airs on your TV. Um, he's on his 20th season of this show. And throughout his time with the show, he actually created the Hospice Face to Face campaign, where um, for more than 20 years, he's raised $1.2 million for Hospice Windsor Essex, which is really remarkable. And even last year, they raised $100,000 for Hospice Windsor Essex. Aside from that, he was the former board chair of the Community Living Windsor, and that was for 12 years. And he also is the fundraising chair for the Hospice of Windsor and Essex County and executive director of St. Clair College Foundation. And also, if you don't know, if you're from the University of Windsor, he's a University of Windsor alumnus graduating with the Bachelor of Commerce specialized in, in marketing and communications, just like myself. So, uh, John, I'm glad to have you on the show today. Thanks for being here. Let me tell you something. I First off, let me just do this. Hmm. Nice mug you have there. <laughs> Thanks, John. Uh, no, thank you. And one of the fun things about this is live because I tape my shows. We don't really go live. The days of going live were when I did council close-ups. So this is exciting. There's a lot of people wanting to see me trip and fall. And uh, again, this avenue being able to see friends from uh, across the river and around the globe, across the province and everything who are saying they're going to be watching today. So thank you for the invite. I'm number 47 yeah. on your, uh, on your yeah, we're, we're, we're getting close to the 50 mark. I'm glad to have you as number 47 on the show. Um, John, kick things off. Where near St. Clair College would you say is your favorite place to get coffee? Ooh, we have a Tim Hortons. Uh, I also have our VP of uh, our VP of HR, who's on my hallway, who has an espresso machine. So I sneak in there when I need a jolt. And sometimes I sneak over to the president's uh, office where there's a little bit of a Keurig if I really need it. So I have at least three places, and I'm not going to pick which one is favorite because i got to work with everyone tomorrow. <laughs> well, you never definitely never have a shortage of coffee, and uh, you, yeah. now, you now have a coffee with Craner mug to enjoy those beverages, and I have a face-to-face uh, -face mug, so I appreciate that. Um, tell me, how did the face-to-face -face show begin? Well, I... I well, I guess when I look back at it, that I was volunteering doing some charity work, um, you know, in town. And one of the things I was doing for the Rotary TV auction on St. Clair, uh, St. Clair Rotary, and it was the TV auction at the studios where your TV is or Kojiko is now. And uh, so what I would do is kind of do things there. And they kind of saw my ease of being uh, in front of a camera and talking to people and, and carrying on. And uh, so I was approached by management there, just saying, you ever think of volunteering and uh, volunteering at, at Kojiko or your TV? And I said, sure. And so they put me on as the uh, uh, host of Council Close-Up. This is the greatest thing, let me tell you. I had, I had the, all the, I mean, we went back to, to uh, 2000 and uh, two, no, 99. So I think I had Mayor Hurst and everything. And they had me in the hallway in the old, uh, city halls. So they all had to leave. They all had little secret meetings that we knew all about. They had secret meetings before they started the real council meeting. And then they all left because they had to go to the washroom or, you know, get beautified for the TV of council. And so they all had to walk by me and I was live 
It was beautiful because so, certain people, Mayor Francis, uh, uh, Councillor Francis, uh, uh, Councillor Valentinus, you're talking about this tonight, blah, 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 and I had them all live. So they love the carry-on uh, that I had, and I had good rapport to some uh, in in, uh, in the mayor's office as well as uh, as council. But um, they said, hey, we're thinking maybe doing a show. Would you do a show? Um, a weekly show that we call it face to we came up with the name face to face because a one on one interview. So it was movers, shakers, politicians, what's going on in the town, fundraisers, and that's where it started. So I've been doing it for uh, since uh, two twenty uh, two thousand, and uh, this is my twentieth season. And I've had the same producer. I wouldn't be anything without Marlene Corey, the voice in my ear. She was my producer when I did. Uh, uh, I did counsel close up and, and she's been a guiding light to me and keeping me on the straight and narrow when I've got guests in front of me. So that's basically how it started. All volunteer, no pay. Um, you know, just something you like to do. You have talents, abilities, you use them. And uh, again, Kojiko uh, Cable has been great. Too. Well, I'm glad. And I mean, 20 seasons, that's, that's incredible. And you mentioned, uh, we talked about this a bit earlier, but for those watching, how many guests would you say you've had? Well, we tried to think about it because every at one stage we were doing a show a week. Like we were going in doing a show, and then we got into two every couple of weeks. Now we we tape usually two shows a month, and we have multiple guests that come back. Like mayors would come back over and over. Different ones would come back. Uh, so I think I've done about five hundred some interviews. I think it's safe to say. And then we've had you know half shows with somebody and a half show with somebody else. Uh, but I, I think I'm safe to say about five hundred guests. Wow. Wow. What's been the community's response to all of this, to this, this show? Well, I, I think that, that people are very opinionated and passionate about our community. Um, when it's politics, you get stopped in the store, get stopped somewhere and saying, you know, you should have asked them this. Or why didn't you ask them? Like there's some, you know, cloudy room, smoke-filled room that, you know, we're all in in liaison and, and, and that. But people are engaged. People are glad to hear about the stories. I'm glad to hear about fundraisers, glad to know what people are doing. And that's what I use the show about, to to make sure people at home are learning of who's doing what in Windsor, Essex, uh, who's made a mark in politicians or want to be politicians. Um, why do you want to make a mark? And 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 I'm not afraid to, to ask the tough questions when, when I have. And I've gotten in trouble with some people and they've never come back on. But uh, that's okay. Um, because I've done, which I think that people at home want to hear the questions. So, so we talked about how it started. Uh, we talked about what the community's response been. Um, what for you personally? What has driven you to continue twenty seasons um, in Windsor Essex, sharing the stories of of many great leaders? I think important to me is is uh, giving back. Um, each of us have got talents and abilities that our journey has brought us from, you know, public school, high school university or college, um, your first job, second job, third job, all that. And you meet people along the way. And there are so many stories in Windsor, Essex. Um, and I think that motivates me, like people like Adriano Chodley from Windsor Eats, who, you know, him and his sister roll the dice and, and do things. Um, you've got people like the Tepperman family, the Freed's family. Um, how do they do what they do? What makes them successful? And then again, uh, board members and politicians and mayors, what are we doing? How are we dealing with crisis? People that run hospitals. 
um, there's there's a plenty of things to lock about to talk about and engage people on and and again the feedback is when someone stops you and say or someone at work says hey you did a good job you good good question on that or I learned something or you get feedback from your guests who say you wouldn't believe how many people are watching your show and they had gotten feedback themselves. Uh, it's great. I think it's a great, great concept and great thing that you're doing. Um, I've watched um, plenty of your shows and you talked about, you did, you do it because you give back. And I mentioned earlier, earlier that you, you've donated $1.2 million to the hospice of Windsor and Essex County um, in the past 20 years. What do you think brought you to that, that threshold and that amount of donations for the community? Well, you know, it's, <laughs> It's, it's a tough story because um, when I was doing the show in 2000, we started the show. My mother said to me, you know, all you got to do, you got to help that Jane Boyd and that Carol Derbyshire, what they're doing over at that hospice. You need to help them. So we always listen to our mothers. They've got the best instinct. My mother was a nurse. And so we kind of, I'd have them on the show. And I remember having Carol Derbyshire on the show. And and from my old days of bingo land, uh, we used to raise a lot of money with multiple five, 600 charities that used, you know, charity money and bingos and that uh, as, as, you know, doing event, uh, doing, doing uh, their foundations and building on that. And with, uh, with having Carol on, I said, what are you going to need? Well, we have this, it's going to be a village. It's going to be just off of, uh, um, uh, just over the east side. And we're off of Jefferson. It's it, we're going to be doing this thing. We're got a school. And we want to build a village and have something residential home for people that um, need the help and things like that. I'm like, oh, okay. And how are you doing funding? Well, you know, we, we have to go to the. We don't get funded. We got to go to the government. We got to raise so much money. So I said, oh, okay. So we kind of went to a commercial break and came back from it and uh, came back from the commercial break. And I just pulled out a ten dollar bill and I said. You know, if everyone thinking I got all these millions of people watching me on Kyogical Cable, but if everyone were to send in ten dollars, we could help you. But oh, thank you, John. Yes, I gave ten dollars. I finished the show, and Robert Scuzlin and Marlene Corey and everybody at Kojiko had made a collection of ten dollars from that. And then I started to hear from people at hospice, and uh, Carol Derbyshire called me, and Lena Sabatini, and everybody. We got this letter from somebody and saying, here's $10 for that campaign. And so you got to be kidding me. So something going on here and you got to be sent, listening and feeling what's going on with what you're doing. And that's how it started. So that gets going. We start raising money for that every year. We say, okay, we need 500 people throughout Windsor and Essex County. Go to 10 people, you know, for $10. Everybody can ask for $10. You're not asking somebody to put a gala dress on or dress up in a tuxedo or roller bait or, or, or go for a walk. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to leave your house. Give me $10. And majority of the time, people give you more than $10. And that's as simple as it was. So anybody, students and families, and that they just kept coming up with ideas. And instead of birthday or anniversary presents, give me money for hospice. And we got into this thing. So fast forward it to 2007 when we finally open the hospice village in the residential home that we'd raised all this money for. And uh, they come down with the fanfare of the, the minister of health and province and here it all is. They cut the ribbon and everything. The next day I took my mom and dad there and I said, uh, this is what we've been raising money and walk around. She sees the whole thing. My dad sees the whole deal. And then what happened was um, she gets diagnosed with uh, stage four cancer. So they opened the doors uh, May 1st, 
uh, two residents. My mother that same year, uh, end of June, uh, goes in and spends the last three years of her life, uh, uh, last three months, three weeks of her life in the hospice. So uh, who would have thought that when we started it back in 2000, that this would even grow into what it ended up growing into. So it's personal and to, to be successful and every year getting money from and funds from people in this community, they buy into it because so many people have been touched uh, by hospice, their workplace and churches and people, neighbors and, and friends and family. So when you're saying, can I have $10 for hospice? They get it. The services that they, they do in Windsor, Essex, as well as our Leamington hospice um, at Erie Shores is, is so much. So long answer, but when it's personal, then you're driven. So uh, it's personal. It's getting more and more personal with more and more people. No, you're totally right. And I think the hospice has, has touched the hearts of any majority of people in the community. You might know somebody that's that's been to it. Um, I, I think we've all had some type of touch point with the hospice. And like you said, having um, some type of personal connection to it. And uh, I think it's great. And it, especially with the ten uh, the $10 face-to-face, uh, it's a creative way to fundraise. So I guess what have you learned that you could maybe pass on to some young leaders that are on here? Uh, because it, it can be very difficult now, especially online, to raise money. Do you have any advice that you've been able to pick up from your experience raising money? Well, I think I think when you look at it, you first off, you do a self-evaluation of what you're passionate about. Now, I fell into hospice because I was told to do it. I really became passionate after my mom passed with cancer and was taken care of by the people. Now I know, I understand. I don't understand here. I understand from my heart. So those are easy. But everyone coming up and doing fundraising or, or something from the college or or other people that, you know, look at, you know, what can I do? What am I good at? Uh, what am I comfortable with? Um, what am I passionate about? Whether it's something in their family, MS or ALS or, or muscular dystrophy, um, Easter seals is coming up, you know, many things. So what is your circle? What is the people? Are you serving on a board? It's easy to serve on a board. Many boards are meeting virtually right now, and they may meet a couple times a year, four times a year, five times a year. Uh, find a board. Get passionate about something. See what there, what could be uh, your passion, and then everything just flows. Remember, not everybody is out front. There are a lot of people, all the fundraising and MC work and fashion shows and hairstyling shows, nonsense I've been a part of. I'm sometimes in the microphone, but it's so much work behind the scenes that the real doers are doing. And uh, like Patty Handysides, and I mean, so many people, Steve Bell, I mean, you go down the whole list of so many people that help out emceeing. So that's, if you're not an out front person, you can still be the passionate, be just as responsible for, a, for a, you know, fundraising or a committee to do things because everyone can do something to put something on. So find your passion and get involved. There's so many charities, organizations, associations that need help. Start little and then grow your position there. Definitely. Uh, really great advice, John. I appreciate that. I think it'll be helpful to um, young leaders that are watching. Um, like you said, being passionate about um, the cause that you're trying to raise funds for. Um, I want to flip the switch. We do have, we talked about uh, philanthropy, but I also want to talk about your role um, in communications. Um, I mean, we, we talked about face-to-face, uh, -face, that's a role in communications. But I also want to talk about your very exciting role as Vice President of Communications and Community Relations at St. Clair. What does that include? Well, um, I've been fortunate enough to uh, uh, be one of the Vice Presidents, or five of us, I think, Vice Presidents. 
at the college. And my role is uh, reporting to me is our IT department. So very big, much of the backbone of, of what the college goes through every day. Our marketing recruiting uh, department where they go to the high schools and, and tell the good news of, of uh, St. Clair College and why they should enroll and uh, plan the advertising and marketing for them. Then I have my advancement office, which is the Alumni Association and the foundation office. I'm also the executive director of the foundation. Uh, so I, I do that. And then one of the jewels that we have in downtown Windsor uh, that we started uh, back in about uh, 2007, I think, uh, was our Center for the Arts, the Sinclair College Center for the Arts of the Old Cleary uh, Auditorium down, downtown in the Chrysler Theater, which has been a, a haven for everyone from, you know, Windsor Symphony Orchestra and, and uh, Windsor Light. Um, and then, uh, the, you know, so many people in charity groups and, and bring stars in, celebrities and, and those kind of things. So those are all the people that report to me. And then I sit as part of the senior operations group of the college that we meet every week or we're all on the third floor. So anything could come across, in a, in a, in a, you know, come across the presence of, we got to get together and obviously working together as a team during uh, COVID and what has changed in the college and things like that, that, uh, I mean, it's, it's been a different job uh, now than it was in the, uh, you know, since 2007 when I started at the college. There's obviously a really big portfolio that you're, that you're dealing with, uh, has working with hosp uh, hospice and, and all the fundraising you've done and, and being on the face-to-face -face show, has that helped you in your role? Well, I think so. I mean, you, you, you gotta believe that uh, my, my involvement in the community was what, when I applied for the job and they saw my resume of what I've been doing for my CV and everything. And, you know, I mean, I was, you know, board of a community of Windsor, uh, community living Windsor. Um, and then all these committees and the majority of them, you don't just show up and grab the microphone and you start to emceeing. You, you are part of a committee, you're part of a gallery, you're part of all that. So I think that uh, knowing a lot of the uh, media people, because I worked at CKLW for a few years, um, and a lot of the people who are in media now I knew, and I continue to know in my role, I think that all that comes in the package of what I do, and it comes in the package of, you know, we need John to do this, or government relations, and who can I talk to to get this word out and everything. But being fitting in as a team, I think it's been helpful with what I bring in the toolbox that I've learned over the years. And, and again, I'm willing to help other people um, grow in our organization at the college because we've got so many talented people and faculty and people who are just starting um, to, to put their put their roots in our community. And and again, uh, it's it's been great to be part of a group that we've got over 14,000 students now. I remember when we celebrated 8,000, we thought that we were all that in a bag of chips. But uh, now having uh, 14,000 students at campus in Toronto uh, with a few thousand as part of that, our Chatham campus. So again, uh, the roots and, and the brand of the college everywhere, uh, which is part of my job. No, it's it's great. And then John, we have a, a couple questions that come that came in. Um, well, hold on, I don't do this, hang on a minute. I don't do this on my show. I have all the questions. So this is something a little different, Mr. Yes. Crane. Yes. I'm gonna have to take a sip because I don't know what's coming. <laughs> well, the first question, John, comes from Tina Mayville, and it's, what uh, is your advice on working as a team? How do you adjust to others that are not on the same page? What are the keys to it? Ooh, I've been accused of everything on this one, but uh, 
you have to go in. I don't get involved unless I'm asked. But like the other VPs that you've got academics, you've got finance, and you've got you know uh, athletics and beautification and, and international and everything. I try not to get involved in other people's uh, business in the sense of what they're doing because again, I, I'm there as a resource. They know what I do. I don't tell HR who to hire. I don't tell the other VPs what to do. So when you're looking and being part of a team, I think it's important that what you do is you find your role. Um, they're not all, around, a, around a committee, around a, a team or someone something at work. They can't all be marketing people. Like even when you're looking at boards I've been on or we have boards at the university, I mean, at the college, um, either the foundation board or the, you know, uh, the alumni board or the board of governors, you don't see all the accountants. You don't see all marketing people. You see behind the scenes people. You see all of that because that's make sure it's, it's a good team. So find your passion. Be clear when you're going on the board what you like to do so you're not assigned things. And then I think you, you will grow and excel very quickly. Well, and then we also um, had a, another question that comes in um, asking, uh, well, one, he says he likes your tie. Uh, first off, and he also asks, "What color socks are you wearing?" It's a bit off the uh, the beaten path, but um, you got to be kidding me. No, I am not. Ask I'm not sure my feet, but I, I've got I've got uh, colorful socks. I've got green socks on right now because uh -huh. I wasn't sure if it was a full view on this kind of show. But thank you for the socks. I'll figure out who that is. I'll hear about it tomorrow. I'm sure. But <laughs> and 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 John, the final question I have for you today is: What advice? Um, surrounding any type of community involvement can you share with um, young people watching? Well, I think get involved. I mean, this pandemic has brought so many people to their homes, working from homes, trying to figure out their lives. They've got pressures from family. And and uh, we, we every day in the news, uh, we're hearing about the needs of people, whether it's sleeping bags and clothing and food and, and donation of food. Um, and I think it's just important when you look at it that uh, if you're going to be a leader in this town, uh, you have to start small. I mean, I remember when I was, I don't know what I was doing, it's work at CKW or something, and I played Santa Claus in the middle of, I found a picture the other day, but Santa Claus in the middle for the DBA back then, Downtown Business Association, and you just do what's asked of you. Like if everyone, everyone gets to know what you're good at, everyone knows, you know, Lyndon is great at this, so give that to him. And, or so-and-so is really good at that, sending out invitations, do the media releases. Someone is really good at organizing groups. The toughest thing to do when you're a leader or on a committee is to encourage volunteers because volunteers aren't paid. And when I look at the stuff I do at Kojiko and a lot of things, that like no one gets paid. There's MC things and, and galas and dinners and stuff that we do. We don't want to get paid for that. But it's sometimes hard as a leader to encourage and keep the fire going with, with volunteers who maybe mom and dad have sent them to help, whether it's a car wash or something. You, you, have, to, you have to be a different type of leader that you don't, you know, come on now. Uh, no, they're there to volunteer and they're going to do the best they can with what they have. And I think it's important to be a leader, to be able to look at the strengths of other people um, and again, to manage uh, volunteers because they're giving of their time and there's a value in that, uh, that they don't need to be your employee to be a volunteer. So leaders get involved, get on committees. I mean, when you look at people running for city council or 
or anything, where have they been? Where have they worked? Look at the resume. Everyone goes through the same thing. Where have they worked? What have they done? Um, where have they given back? So you want to be a city councilor, you want to be a mayor. Where did you give back? What's your story? What's your journey? And I think if you want to be a leader, not only Windsor Essex, anywhere, um, easy, get the low-hanging fruit, get involved, uh, be a voice, uh, be a team member. You don't have to be a team leader. You have to be, start with a team member and you learn. And you learn from different people's personalities, the way different people are, um, how they're made up. You need to learn that. Frustrating as all get out sometimes. I, I sometimes get frustrated in things and I've admitted that, but, but it's all part of it. No one starts at the top. So if you want to be a leader, um, you, sometimes you start at the bottom to lead and you work your way up. Thank you. Thank you for that advice, John. I think that was a really great way to, to close off our conversation. We talked about a lot of things in, in your in your background, um, communications, um, your role at St. Clair, your role at Face to Face, your, your philanthropy in the community, talked about team building, a variety of different things on this episode. And uh, I just really want to say thank you for, for joining me. Um, well, hang on a minute. Oh, just a minute. I got to get you. This is called a plug. Now, get my, you move my mug over. You got a lot too much light on my mug. You're, you're missing. Put the mug up there. Try to don't have that yet. There we go. Look at that face to face. Mm. Wow, that was very good. A very good. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for watching. And again, uh, watch face to face uh, many times during the week. You where, can they, where can they watch it? How can they watch it, John? You can watch it obviously on the Kojiko uh, cable, your TV, but uh, follow me on uh, Instagram. Uh, Jay Fair, which is made up with Jay Fair, was. Uh, uh, Kara Rowe came up with that. I kept it on there. Jay Fair, John Fairley on Instagram, uh, Twitter. Um, I'm on Face to Face TV on Facebook, myself on Facebook, but a lot of things. I try to promote as many things coming my way that I'm a part of or friends of mine or relatives or whatever they're a part of things. So again, thank you for the invitation. And I did okay with live questions, huh? Yes, I uh, interviewed the interviewer. So John, I, I appreciate it. Thanks so much, everyone. Uh, please give a follow on all social media platforms and make sure to watch um, the next episode of Face to Face. Thanks for being here, John. Great. Thank you very much.